0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Meow Mix Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And on today's episode we're going to go over a little bit of Panthers news. We're going to check out the latest power rankings. We'll go around the league for some NFL news. And finally we will preview week two of Panthers football. A Thursday night tilt. Panthers versus Bucks. Our only primetime game of the year. Unless we get flexed. Or unless you count... uh, the london game oh which brunch is, game which is also against the bucks very strange yeah two national games both both against the bucks but
1: at hey, least we're on tv against a team i like us to be against
0: i'm really looking forward to the the brunch game
1: yeah i make a mean breakfast casserole but we'll talk about that in a month <laughs> very true
0: all right let's get into a little bit of panthers news It was reported on Saturday that Marty Herney had restructured K-1 Short and Trey Turner's contracts and freed up about $13 million in cap space. So currently the Panthers have just under $17 million worth of cap space. It looks like this is to roll over for next year, probably to extend some major players on our team.
1: Yeah, uh, according to Joe Pearson... uh... The movie is literally just to roll over the $13 million to next year's cap, Hope probably to sign them.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've got some big players, obviously, coming up in free agency. Well, not coming up for free agency, but coming up for contract extensions. Christian McCaffrey is entering his fourth year next year, so he's definitely going to be looked at. Um, Cam, obviously. is James
1: Bradbury is a free James agent. James
0: Bradbury, yep. That's a big one. So, uh, looks like, based on what Joe Person said, maybe we're not going to be doing any of those extensions during the season. No. Hopefully, James Bradbury doesn't price himself out.
1: Yeah. He rated number one corner by PFF
0: from week one. Yeah. He's looking really good so far. Maybe finally... Becoming that cornerback that we all thought he was going to be, and the Panthers hoped that he would be when they drafted him.
1: Yeah, but he never really had anybody opposite of him until last year. So I'm hoping like that mixture kind of really helps out with Dante and him.
0: I hope so. Um, I mean, good res- good results so far. The Panthers, I think, were the sixth rated the sixth best passer uh, defense in the NFL after Week One.
1: Yeah, I believe it was that they had the. Jared Goff had the sixth worst quarterback rating right. of starting quarterbacks.
0: Hey, that I mean, Jared Goff was an MVP candidate last year. Yeah, so that's I'll take it. Uh, if we can do that too. every, if we are the sixth best pass defense in the league for the entire year, sign me up. I'll sign that. I'll sign up for that right now.
1: Especially in our con or our division with Drew Brees and Matt Ryan, that's that would be good.
0: That would be great.
1: And also Michael Thomas and Julio Jones. Man, we got some good pairs of passers and catchers in this league.
0: I know, I I don't know if we're going to put Jameis Winston and Mike Evans in that list, but we'll see. We'll get there. Hopefully not. We'll get there. Hopefully not. Um, I do want to do a little bit of an exercise here, and even though Mr. Person has said that the money is going to be rolled over to next year, let's say that we do use that money this year whether it be for extending someone now or for going out and getting another piece to add to the team. Let's just come on, come up with one name each of us of uh, what we want to see that money spent on.
1: Okay, like all of it or can I like no, just only just use like a small fraction?
0: Yes, you know, more than 3 million dollars because that's what we had in cap space before, but it doesn't have to be the entire 17 million.
1: Okay, go ahead.
0: All right, I was looking at a list of the top fifty available free agents still left. By the way, guess who's number twenty-two on this list? This um, is top fifty available. This tells you how how crappy this list is. I uh, Brenton Buttoner. No. no, Kelvin Benjamin. Number twenty. <laughs> number. I 22. forgot he was still out there. Number twenty-two on the list.
1: Are you sure he's not listed as a lineman?
0: He is, <laughs> he is listed as a wide receiver. <laughs> However, there are a couple of names on here that I think might improve our team. One of them is Des Bryant. Now, assuming Des Bryant is healthy, he's mm-hmm. a big receiver with great hands, a mm. veteran guy. He's a little bit of a diva, but... Maybe this last couple of years has humbled him a little bit. He's still not old. Assuming he's healthy, mm-hmm. which is a, a huge assumption, I think we could probably get him for $5 million for a year. I, mean, I I would even hate spending that much on him. Well, he is a veteran, and he was once one of the top ten receivers in Did the league. Did he play last year? No. So remember he signed with New Orleans last year, and then I think he immediately tore an Achilles or uh, tore an ACL or something like in his first practice or something. But he says he's ready to go, or he will be ready to go shortly.
1: Here's Well, here's another. Here, I have some grumblings. Thing. I have some grumblings on. I understand
0: that. that. Here's here's my concern with the Panthers. Current wide receiver core. They're all 5'11 or shorter. I think you need one guy. And now you're going to tell me Greg Olson and Ian Thomas. Ian Thomas hasn't proven anything. Yeah, that's
1: because we had part of this conversation earlier. Otherwise, know,
0: you would have. I know. But Ian Thomas hasn't proven anything yet. And Greg Olson is currently injured. He's on the injury list, which we will get to here in a minute. I'm not confident that either of those guys is going to be our big receiver threat. But I think we need one. I think we need a guy that you can just throw it up in the air to in the end zone and can go get the ball. I don't know that DJ Moore or Curtis Samuel are that guy. Steve Smith was that guy, and he was a shorter guy, but Mm -hmm. he could jump out of the gym. I haven't seen that from either of the other two receivers on the team, top two receivers on the team.
1: Well, if you remember correctly, you're talking about Smitty. Smitty didn't really do anything besides punt and kick returns his first year. Right. So he, he picked, played a little bit of receiver in the second year, and really the third year he broke out. This is DJ Moore's second year. This is Curtis Samuel's third year.
0: Yes, but DJ Moore played receiver his entire first year. Curtis Samuel has played receiver his first two years when healthy. I also don't know if I want Curtis Samuel jumping up in the air for balls all the time knowing his history of fleshy injuries.
1: I just don't even like the name you threw out there. I just feel I, okay. like he's more big name than anything else. Here's another the,
0: Here's another name for you. Okay. Martavius Bryant.
1: Isn't he suspended indefinitely? I don't think you can sign him.
0: Josh Gordon's always suspended indefinitely. <laughs> <laughs> he always seems to be able to come back.
1: I think he got suspended And definitely when he was with the Oakland Raiders. I think if Martavius Bryant were (laughs) to apply for
0: reinstatement, he would probably get it.
1: If we could get Martavius Bryant, get him sober, I think that would be a great pickup. I would be happy with Martavius Bryant being picked up. But how tall is he?
0: Uh, That's a good question. Let's pause for a Google search.
1: (laughs) I can't spell Martavius. (laughs)
0: He's 6'4". Six, six,
1: yeah. That's right. a name I'd be good with.
0: Martavis Bryant is 6'4". Yep, I
1: I would be okay with that. He no. is... I just think Dez Bryant is long and tooth, kind of a diva. I mean, anybody you're getting right now is... gonna not be the best option. Of
0: course. I mean, they're, these guys are not on teams for a reason. Yeah. But, to have somebody just... Even if they just come in for those red zone packages
1: yeah martavius bryant's from south carolina too i mean maybe bring him home
0: martavius bryant is also a very fast wide receiver and he's
1: 27 yeah i see i like martavius bryant maybe you're right give him a call give the nfl a call and be like hey maybe we can get him
0: here's another guy to think about if greg olson either breaks a foot again or for some reason can't play austin safarian jenkins is also out there as a free agent He's another big guy. Has shown promise at times.
1: Now, he's a tight end, though.
0: He's you a tight you, end. You
1: don't, you, again, you didn't like the Greg Olson and Ian Thomas. I don't
0: think Greg Olson can play that role anymore. I think Greg Olson is a possession receiver now. And Ian Thomas hasn't shown anything. He's, he had, like, one good game. He hasn't shown anything. I think athletically, he, I think you have to give him a chance. before. But they obviously don't want to give him a chance. Well, he's sitting behind Greg Olson. He played all of last year almost with Greg Olson on the bench, and he didn't do anything. I think he had like close to 500 yards. You love Ian Thomas. Uh, No, I think he was very wrong last year. You have always loved Ian Thomas, and Ian Thomas has done nothing for you. Okay, Joey Sly lover. Joey Sly is, first of all, just a hell of a man.
1: Okay, Ian Thomas had 36 receptions last year for 333 yards. And two touchdowns.
0: That is not almost 500 yards.
1: You round up.
0: I round up, it's 400. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, for a rookie
1: who's sitting behind Greg Olson... How many, game, how many Olson, games did
0: he start last year?
1: You are asking too much of me in my Google searches I'm gonna right guess now while, while we're like, on air.
0: I'm going to guess it was like 12.
1: He started six games. Not that 12 you just said. That's twelve. That's double. But how many games did he play in? Well, again, he's sitting behind Greg Olson. So Greg Olson only missed six games last year? That doesn't seem right. That's how many games he started. Now, he may have went out in a game or two. And Ian Thomas played. But, yeah. And his catch rate was 73.5%. Pretty good. Yards per reception, 68 no, sorry, nine point three. Yeah, yeah, rookie raw.
0: Well, you just took your shirt off. You feeling that good about Ian Thomas?
1: I I took off my overshirt. Why are you I am tweaking
0: not- your nipples? <laughs> oh, Ian Thomas. Oh. I'm leaving that in, by the way. <laughs> well, here's all right. I don't have the trust in Ian Thomas that you have, obviously. But if Ian Thomas can be that guy, that's fine. I'd be, I'd be happy if Ian Thomas was that yeah. guy. I'd be happy not to have to go pay a trouble a troubled wide receiver like Martavis Bryant or
1: I would take a Bryant. chance on Martavis Bryant. I would have no problems with that. But Ian Thomas was drafted as a project, and I feel like he could develop into that guy that you want.
0: Well, I would I would love that. <laughs> I would love that.
1: Okay, for my guy, I'm going to come out of left field. Mostly because there's really not a quarterback that I see that I want to go grab. I'm going to go crazy. Trade for Washington Redskins, Trent Williams. Interesting. Daryl Williams was all right on that left side. But if we go ahead and grab Trent Williams, lock him down for another three or four years.
0: You're going to have to pay a lot.
1: You are going to have to pay a lot.
0: I mean, you're basically going to take that money that he just cleared and give that to one person who's not Cam Newton or Christian McCaffrey or James Bradbury.
1: Yeah, I just...
0: I mean, that's a super important position. Yes. It truly is.
1: And either way, I'm going to throw a hypothetical out there. We have Cam Newton signed for a couple more years. Okay. Our window's closing. We need to go ahead and shore up that O-line, protect Cam as much as possible, because he can't take those hits.
0: I mean, if Christian McCaffrey does not demand a contract next year, which will be his fourth year, we should have him for five. Mm-hmm. If he does not demand a new contract next year, we don't have to pay him next year. We don't have to pay Cam next year. And we could franchise Bradbury if we had to. Yeah. I
1: like that idea. I mean, it's just short. Sure, I just go ahead and lock down that line. Slide Daryl Williams into left guard. Have Greg Van Roten as a backup. There, there. let's go.
0: I like that idea. I like that idea better than my idea. All right. We have solved the problem of the offensive line for the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that was fun. Let's take a look at the latest power rankings from NFL.com. Last week, the Carolina Panthers came in at 18th. Mm -hmm. We did lose our week one game. Mm -hmm. It was a close game against a very good team. A team, by the way, that is currently number two in the rankings. Still? They were number two last week, too. Still number two. Well, they weren't going to pass the Patriots. No. So where do you think that we ended up in this week's power rankings?
1: I think... With a very close game that we had a chance to win against the team that they ranked number two just off the Super Bowl loss, I say we go up. Okay. We're risers this week, and I think we're rising up to... We're not going too far, but I think we rise above Atlanta and probably another team I can't think of right off the top of my head, but sixteen.
0: You are correct. Woohoo! We are 16th. And I'm calling shenanigans... You looked at it before, I'm just kidding. I did not actually. <laughs> that was that was well reasoned. We did rise above Atlanta, who is now 23rd.
1: Yeah, they had an they dropped ugly seven game. Seven
0: spots. We also passed the Cleveland Browns.
1: Yeah, they or- had a really ugly game too. You owe me a beer for that. You can leave that in too
0: all right and we're back sorry for that little break there <laughs> anytime a phone rings during the podcast yep i'm sorry about that um okay so yep cleveland browns dropped below us the atlanta falcons dropped below us and we are currently sitting at number 16 so let me ask you this jerry uh-huh who do you think the biggest riser this week in the power rankings was
1: i'm gonna go with tennessee titans
0: that is also correct I am on the money today! They are up seven spots to number 13. They passed us in the rankings. Well, of course, they, we, lost. They, we lost.
1: We so. lost, and they had a very dominant game.
0: Who do you think the biggest faller was? I, I don't I, think you're going to get this one.
1: I want to say Cleveland, but I think I was kind of shocked at how how low they were on the rankings compared to everybody else. Oh, man this was tough i'm trying to think of someone who lost really bad dolphins lost really bad but they were already, they were already in last <laughs> can, we was... <clears throat> can they mark them as a jv team
0: they just moved them to an entirely <laughs> different sports power rankings and put them last there <laughs> uh, i'm gonna tell you who it is. okay yeah go it ahead is the jacksonville jaguars
1: ah lost their
0: starting quarterback now, got kind of beat up by the, uh, the chiefs that one makes sense to me
1: yeah losing your starting quarterback <clears throat> i could see that too especially they they have a i guess a fifth or sixth round draft pick starting minshaw or something
0: maybe we'll get to it in the news but there could be another option there at quarterback now um atlanta actually was the second most or largest drop in the rankings they were down seven spots so
1: And I'm assuming the Patriots are still number one.
0: Patriots still number one. Rams two. KC up to three. New Orleans down to four. Mm -hmm. They should have lost that game. Mm -hmm. Philly. Cowboys up one spot to sixth. Minnesota up five spots to seventh.
1: Yeah, they had a dominant win. They had a
0: really nice game. Uh, Seattle up one spot to eighth. Mm -hmm. Then Baltimore up a couple of spots to ninth. And Green Bay up four spots to tenth. And that rounds out the top ten
1: people were really high on bears i don't i wasn't as high on the bears i think their defense is superstar but i still was never sold on that offense so i i don't see the packers being able to jump that high but well the bears
0: actually right below the packers now they're 11th they dropped five spots so i think having those two teams kind of close makes sense i do too but um
1: I think I would drop the Bears a little lower than that. Like I said, I'm not sure on that offense yet.
0: Yeah, uh, kind of looking through here. The Steelers dropped six spots to 14th. Uh, The Bills are up six spots to 17th. They're right behind the Panthers now. And they, I believe, well, the Niners are the highest. Well, nope, the Raiders at 20 are the highest of the teams that won in week one. Hmm. So, another surprise to me is Cincinnati lost and went up six spots, <laughs> up to twenty fourth. I mean, we they, were... they might have been a little, they might have been pretty lowly ranked. Yeah, to begin with, this might just be a correction to where they threw,
1: actually are. Look pretty good there, even without Adre yeah. Green. Maybe they're thinking uh, the new coach is actually going to pull something out of them.
0: I don't know. We'll see. It's, uh, that's that's the power rankings all right let's move on to nfl news well this happened on saturday uh
1: antonio brown requested his release on instagram uh after the raiders took away his guaranteed money due to conduct detrimental to the team the raiders then released him but the saga continued on and a couple hours later who does he sign with the team everybody expected him to sign with as soon as he got released the patriots he signed for a 1 year 15 million dollar contract with 9 million dollar guaranteed the contract also has a option for the patriots for 20 million dollars next year if they want to pick it up
0: yeah mr big chest just keeps getting what he wants uh,
1: now i'm going to put on my 10 foil cap here i think this was all planned by him oh uh, yeah Like, I think Drew Rosenhaus and him, he started acting crazy, throwing temper tantrums.
0: Unfortunately, I think he's set a template for future, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know, people that are very unhappy with their current situations. He wanted to go to the Patriots last year anyway, and Mm -hmm. the Steelers refused to trade him there.
1: Yeah, because they are, why would you feed them a superstar like
0: that? The Patriots looked incredible in week one. Without Antonio Brown,
1: Mm-hmm.
0: you know Josh Gordon looked good, Julian Edelman looked good, Phil Dorsett looked good. Now you're going to add Antonio Brown, and really in a perfect Antonio Brown offense. Oh man, just, yeah.
1: Why are we even playing season? And the season? Just give him the ring. And then the rumor is Gronk is going to be returning.
0: I don't believe that.
1: Around week 14, I don't I'm just that. saying that's rumors. I agree with you. I think when he. Mentioned all his ailments on the morning TV show about waking up and like blood and everything was still, yeah,
0: needy. I guess if he was going to come back, coming back that late in the season, basically for the playoffs would make sense. Yeah. Just playing, you know, four or five, six games, however many they end up playing. Uh, I guess that makes sense, but last time he spoke in public, he did not seem like a guy that was... That really ever wanted to play football again,
1: and he's lost a lot of weight too.
0: He has. He so kind of like so Jordan Gross. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh,
1: Jaguars acquired Joshua Dobbs from the Steelers for a fifth-round pick this week too. They basically just trying to shore up that quarterback room with Foles going down.
0: Yeah, I think there was some speculation that Eli Manning might get traded there that's kind of been the speculation ever since Tom Coughlin took over in Jacksonville as team president obviously I don't think that's going to happen now I don't think they give up two draft picks for two quarterbacks Um, so Josh Dobbs I don't know if he's going to start it feels like if he does it'll be a couple of weeks from now but Nick Foles is on IR slated to return but it could be week 10 week 11 before he's able to come back
1: yeah, Joshua Dobbs was a very popular quarterback as a backup, possible lower end starter for a while. So it'll be interesting if he wrestles that job away. And he may get starts... a chance.
0: I mean, Minshew is somebody no one ever heard of outside of Jacksonville until yeah. He, I mean, a couple of did, days ago, he
1: at least did a decent job while he was thrown in He did. There. It
0: was in mop up time. Yeah, but yeah, he, he had pretty good stats. And the Chiefs'
1: defense isn't anything to write home about either. True. Uh, Moving on, after the loss to the Ravens, multiple players from the Miami Dolphins went to their agents and demanded to be traded.
0: Can you blame them? No. I can't either. I mean, that's... I think they came in there expecting to at least have some sort of competitive spirit. And they had nothing. They could have gotten beat 80-10. to 10.
1: Yeah. I mean, that defense looked lost.
0: With- R- RG3 came in and looked amazing against them <laughs> towards the end of that game.
1: I mean, They get an A-plus for tanking because hey. I don't think I've seen an NFL team tank this bad.
0: Yeah. Well, and- hey, I mean, maybe Marty Herney should look at their roster and see if there's anybody yeah. that could improve our team from them. I mean, they've traded their... Big stars away, but there may be somebody there.
1: Hmm. Uh, Former Panthers wide receiver Devin Funches broke his collarbone in week one and was placed on IR for the Indianapolis Colts.
0: Eh, That's a shame.
1: You're talking about those big receivers that you want so bad. (laughs) There went one that kind of failed here.
0: That's true. Uh, Devin Funches, I I never really loved Devin Funches. I thought he was... He should have been a tight end. He should have been a tight end. He played some tight end at Michigan. I think he's got the body for a tight end. I think if you put him at tight end, he's one of the best tight ends in the league. I agree. You put him at wide receiver, he's forgettable.
1: Yeah, I think they should have bulked him up a little bit and slid him into a tight end role.
0: Uh, Particularly when Olsen went down. Yeah. And it was obviously not working with him at wide receiver.
1: Uh, Moving on to another trade. Uh, the Patriots traded Demarius Thomas to the New York Jets for a six-round draft pick. I'm a little surprised by this.
0: I'm not. They just brought in Antonio Brown.
1: No, I understand the Patriots oh, okay. trading him away. I mean, he was down that roster in no man's land. But the Jets have Inua, uh Robbie Anderson, and uh, Jamison Crowder, who had a really good game.
0: <laughs> wow. Well. I guess. I mean, Jameson Crowder had 14 catches, but he didn't even have 100 yards. Huh. I mean, that's I mean, is typ- that his- typical Jameson Crowder?
1: I was going to say is that his fault or is that the offense's fault? I mean, I guess that's what or they Sam wanted. Or Sam Darnold's.
0: I don't think De'Marius Thomas I think De'Marius Thomas probably would have been cut from the Patriots had they not made this trade, so the Jets just like, giving the Patriots more ammunition for nothing. Oh, I agree. But I don't see De'Marius Thomas feels like he's done. Yeah. And that's a, that was a quick fall from grace. I know he was hurt, but, man, that's that's a quick decline.
1: Yes, it was. Now, we're going to go ahead and jump into the Monday night scores uh, quickly. Oakland defeated the Denver Broncos 24-16. Uh, all that controversy with Antonio Brown, and, yeah, they come out and show up,
0: look is good. Is that more a sign that Oakland is not going to be a dumpster fire, or that... Denver is going to be a dumpster fire.
1: I think it proves that Oakland's not going to be a dumpster fire. Okay. I think Denver will be not a dumpster fire, but not great.
0: I feel like they had some pretty high hopes in Denver with the Flacco trade and their young running backs, but they didn't look good at all.
1: No, I was expecting a lot more from that uh, defense. Yeah. With Vic Viangio and Bradley Chubb and Von Miller out there. But the Raiders put up twenty four, so it didn't look good. Nah. Uh the other Monday night game, the Saints squeaked one out over the Houston Texans with a last second field goal to win by uh, to win thirty to twenty eight.
0: That was a wild finish to that game. Yes, it was. I watched the end of that game. I probably watched the fourth quarter of that game and the back and forth. The fact that Deshaun Watson. It took him two plays to go down the field and score a, at that point, game-leading touchdown. Left about 50 seconds on the clock, which, as we know, for Drew Brees is enough time to at least get into field goal range. Do
1: not play prevent defense against Drew Brees.
0: And they did, and they also made, made a very curious decision at the very end of the game. There were about six seconds left. They, the Saints were at the 50-yard line, 49-yard line maybe. And obviously they needed about 10 yards to get into Will Lutz field goal range. Mm-hmm. So their uh, defense is playing off. Typical, it's like they watch Carolina tape and they decide to do that. So the defense is playing off. Breeze notices it immediately, signals to the receiver he's going to end up throwing the ball to, does some kind of weird little hand signal that Drew Breeze does. This guy just has a quick slant. It's thrown straight to him. He falls down. Immediately, the defense falls on top of him as quickly as they can. Leaves two seconds on the clock. They call a timeout. They kick the field to win. Why, if you're the defense and you know the time on the clock and the wide receiver catches the ball, immediately falls to the ground, are you tackling him as quickly as you can? Did he
1: fall or slide?
0: He caught the ball and fell down. He didn't slide. He was not, he was not, I know if you do that, then the play is dead.
1: Yeah, because if you give yourself up, the play is dead. He kind of
0: caught the ball going to the ground.
1: He kind of, Kelvin Benjamin caught it where he's like catching it, but he's not going to try to go anywhere. He kind of just sat down. That's
0: exactly what it was. I think, I mean, even if they do blow the whistle, they might not blow the whistle for two seconds, which is the amount of time that was left on the clock. If I'm that defense, I'm staying away. Especially if I'm seeing the guy go down, I'm staying away and hoping that time runs out. I don't know if that would have
1: been called or how that would have been done, but yeah, I agree with you. Like, Be prevalent of what's going on,
0: I mean, time-wise. The, the defender literally was falling on top of him as the receiver was going down. I think if you're playing that kind of defense, you maybe even want the receiver to catch it and run a little bit. You've still got plenty of time to get him down yeah don't fall on him immediately I, I don't I've, this I've seen this happen in a lot of games and I don't understand it I don't understand I mean I guess as you're a defender you're taught
1: tackle tackle, tackle as quickly as
0: possible but in that situation it just makes sense to me to use your head a little bit either way the Saints won
1: yeah unfortunately the Saints won. They're uh, one
0: and 0. The rest of the NFC South is 0 and one.
1: Yeah, I was hoping we'd all go 0 and 1 and kind of start a noon this week against yeah, the Bucks. We
0: would have been tied for first place.
1: And speaking of the Bucks, we'll go over our preview right after oh, this short message.
0: A masterful segue. My name is Dave Knittle. I'm Christian Knittle, and my name is Matthew Knittle. We're the three hosts of the Bros Talking Soccer podcast. You may
1: have noticed that we all have the same last name. Well, that's cuz we are brothers Bros Talking Soccer. Get it? On Bros Talking Soccer, we talked about what's happening in American and European soccer. We also have interview episodes where we talk with guests working on grassroots projects
0: in American or European soccer.
1: Follow us on Twitter at BT or visit our website, brostalkingsoccer.com, for more
0: info. All of our shows are recorded on YouTube, where you can come
1: interact with us as we record. Bros Talking Soccer is available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Just search Bros Talking Soccer. Hope
0: to talk to you again soon.
1: And we're back. Steven, let's go ahead and jump into the injury report for the Bucks versus Panthers game on Thursday.
0: Yeah, a couple of, uh, a little bit of concerning injuries for the Panthers. Uh, Rashawn Golden showed up on the injury report Monday, has not practiced Monday, did not practice today, Tuesday, uh, showing up with a groin injury. Bruce Irvin still has not practiced with that hamstring injury. Uh, Greg Olson showed up on the injury report on Monday. Didn't practice Monday, didn't practice today. He's got a back issue. Uh, Good news, Greg Little has fully practiced both Monday and Tuesday. Uh, Still showing up on the injury report, but he's progressing through the concussion protocol. So he should be, I would say, good to go on Thursday.
1: Yeah, I think he would be too. I mean, servicing as a backup role. At least I hope concussions are always a scary thing.
0: Yeah, it's it's going to be good to get him out there though. I know he didn't look amazing in the preseason, but he's a young player and he needs he needs reps. Yep. It's going to be good to get him out there. And then I had nearly had a heart attack. Christian McCaffrey showed up on the report, but it was just a rest day. <laughs> so he's well, okay <laughs>
1: well, well when you put the Panthers offense on your back <laughs> yeah. you, need, you need to rest that you back sometimes he got a
0: veteran rest day <laughs> um, looking at the Tampa Bay injury report not much to talk about here Blaine Gabbert has not practiced the last couple of days with a left shoulder injury he is their main backup quarterback mm-hmm. so if he's not able to go that would put Ryan Griffin as their backup quarterback to Jameis and that may be interesting if Jameis has another game like he had in week one. We'll see. Hopefully um, he does. Yeah, a couple other guys have showed up on their report, but they've they've all fully practiced both Monday and Tuesday, and I'd expect, other than Gabbert, the entire team to be ready to go.
1: Yeah, their safety, uh, starting safety, Justin Evans, is on IR as well. Um, I know technically that's not injury report since he's on IR, but it is something to look at during this game
0: yeah I guess uh, <clears throat> you know that might make it a little easier for us on yeah, that side of the ball
1: the only one I'm kind of worried about is Greg Olson
0: just I don't think he'll play
1: I don't either I I,
0: th- I think I, if the game was Sunday he might be able to get out there but I don't know I mean maybe it's one of those things where they're just not letting him practice well tomorrow's going to be the day obviously if he practices tomorrow then he'll probably be okay or
1: today as you're listening to this podcast as we release it on wednesday
0: right yep
1: yeah but even with greg olson's injury we are opened up at six and a half point favorites of this game
0: yeah nice to be a favorite i guess um especially the whole touchdown yeah well you know the way the bucks looked against san francisco in week one i guess it's not too much of a surprise but it is a little bit of a surprise yeah
1: well there's a lot of hope coming into this season with bruce arians as a new uh coach he's been known as a quarterback guru uh peyton manning ben roethlisberger
0: Jameis winston
1: uh One of those
0: names does not belong.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was going to get into Jameis Winston here in a little bit, but we could go ahead and jump into his week one uh, train wreck, I mean game. Uh, He was 20 out of 36, 194 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. Of those three interceptions, two were returned for a touchdown.
0: Those should count worse.
1: He had a quarterback rating of 45.4. It's
0: not it's not good.
1: Now he is very up and down, hot and cold, and they're really hoping Bruce Arians really could write the ship and make him just consistently hot with you know the normal issues. Mm-hmm. But week one he had the cold.
0: He did. Now we we've seen Jameis Winston many times as a divisional opponent, and we've seen the ups and we've seen the downs. We've seen him look this bad. And then we've seen him come back the next week and light it up. So I think you need a few more weeks with Arians to see really what Jameis is going to be. But early returns are not good.
1: No, and you're absolutely right. You can't just write him off as a horrible quarterback because you're right. He can get hot and he can look like an all-pro sometimes. Mm-hmm. There's a reason he was drafted number one overall. He has the tools. It's just he hasn't he hasn't put it together
0: no, he hasn't. Um, where do you want to go next? Um,
1: I'm going to actually move on to their running game. Um, their running game actually did well. Uh, I know that they don't have the big fancy names in the backfield, but, I mean, against the 49ers, again, this is all against the 49ers. We have one game to go against. Uh, Ronald Jones rushed 13 times for 75 yards, averaged 5.8 yards per carry. Impressive. Peyton Barber rushed eight times for 33 yards, 4.1 yards per carry. Jameis Winston, five carries, 13 yards. That's probably just him running just, around.
0: Yeah. Could, could just be a scramble.
1: Yeah, and it probably was. Um, they do have some offensive line issues, especially at tackle. Um, they suck. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this, uh, and this was a home game, by the way, against the Niners. It's not like Tampa had to travel across the country. In fact, it was the exact opposite. San Francisco had to come across and they whooped him.
1: Yeah. And the way our defense looked, secondary wise, hopefully we can make Jameis Winston struggle again. Uh, they do have some good, or they have Mike Evans. He's a good wide receiver.
0: They have Mike Evans. Chris Godwin was a sleeper pick this year to be sneaky good as wide receiver. Um, i'm not sure why exactly i mean he's shown a little bit of talent but i i don't know why he has, was so hyped going into the season
1: and oj howard too you can't forget oj howard he was a top recruit coming out of college and
0: yeah he was a first round pick
1: yeah and a lot of people thought he was a surefire home run
0: yeah so yeah that's another guy that so far has not lived up to the billing
1: yeah hopefully our secondary and our linebackers can cover him i wonder if Kind of curious if it'll be Jv and Elliot on him, or maybe like Shaq or someone.
0: Jv and Elliot did not have a very good first game with the Panthers. No, um, I'm hoping that they can get his situation fixed up. But uh, you know, something that I'm looking forward to in this game. Speaking of defense, is seeing if we run more three four this game. We didn't run any three four against the Rams, and that was. The big news coming into the season is the Panthers are switching up their defense. Now, they didn't only run 4-3 the entire time, but they ran a lot of 4-3, which had Brian Burns as basically an edge rusher, which is not really what they drafted him for. Um, They drafted him to be that kind of linebacker hybrid coming off the edge in a 3-4 defense. They ran some 3-2-6 defense against the Rams which the Rams are a very pass-heavy team I guess we could see some more of that this week but I'm hoping that we see some of that 3-4 package that was so hyped coming into the season
1: yeah uh, I like I said their O-line is not the greatest I'm hoping we can rack up the sacks they gave up three last week against the 49ers You have a decent D-line so I'm hoping maybe we can, like you said, abuse the defen- the tackles with Brian Burns.
0: The better that Bradbury and Jackson play, the more pressure we can bring on the quarterback. Yeah. So let's let's blitz. Let's bring some pressure. Let's our, see what happens. And our young corners
1: are looking good. They are. Dante had a decent game. Bradbury's ranked number one in PFF. I yeah. know that will change, but for maybe, right now.
0: Maybe it won't change.
1: For right now, he looked really good last week. And then we have Trey Boston and Eric Reed in the secondary. Two solid players back there.
0: Veteran guys know what they're doing.
1: Yeah. So let's go ahead and look at the Bucks' defense. Well, the bad news is they improved over last year. Last year, they gave up 383 yards per game. They were awful. Unfortunately, the week one they gave up only 256 yards to the Niners. Don't know if that's the Niners sucking or if that's the Bucks getting better.
0: Yeah, and even though the Niners... <laughs> Excuse me. Even though the Niners did put up 31 points, they did have two pick sixes. So maybe they just didn't... They had only 60 total plays the Niners had. So... I think a lot of that might be just they weren't on the field a ton Mm -hmm. because of those defensive touchdowns.
1: Yeah, the 49ers were also held to 0 for 3 in the red zone. That's something we struggle with as Panthers as well. Sometimes our red zones just aren't that good. We'll settle for field goals. Looks like the Bucs did that to the 49ers last week too.
0: Yeah, I mean really outside of those defensive touchdowns, Tampa Bay would have been right in the game. Yeah. So this this feels like a game where Tampa, you know, they dropped a ton in power rankings. Jameis looked bad. Uh, they got beat up score-wise by the 49ers, but this might not be a gimme.
1: No, I don't think it is. I is. They've really improved on their defense, and the way our offense looked the first week, even though it wasn't great, I mean, I feel like they're vulnerable to steal one here. Uh, their first-round pick, Devin White, is paired with Levante David. That's an impressive duo at linebacking.
0: Yeah, they brought in Ndamukong Su on the defensive line. Obviously, that was their big free agent pickup of the Yeah, and they par- they're they
1: pairing him with Vita Vea at defensive tackle. Their number one draft pick last year. Vita Vea. So, an issue could be running the ball up the middle. I know... Christian can run up the middle. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that they may actually be able to clog that hole uh, in the middle. So we may need to do some little screens or outside runs to really get Devin White and Vontae David kind of tired and then try to go.
0: Luckily, those are things that Christian McCaffrey can do. <laughs> uh, he is a great screen, very great screen uh, catching running back. He does a lot of quick outs, you know, over the middle over the you know out to the side he uh he's gonna be able to do it all and i think he's gonna be fine running the ball i mean we ran for 128 he ran for 128 yards last week I, I, i think he could probably do it again
1: i i don't think running at them is gonna be the best way to beat them i think passing the ball i want to see cam throw it deep i don't care if you miss the ball deep Chuck it to a cheerleader 50 yards down the field. Make sure those safeties know you are willing to do it.
0: Yeah, right. that that's I have that on my list. I want to see Cam throw the ball. Yeah. I want to see Cam run the ball also.
1: Hmm.
0: I want to see Cam be Cam. That's what I want to see. I want to see if Cam can still be Cam. Because if he can't be Cam anymore, I don't know what this season is going to be. All right.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just don't see us running that much this game. I think, do you want beer bet this? Beer bet of the week. So we have over under 120
0: rushing yards. Yeah, I'll take the over on that. I'll take the under. I think Cam gets 45 Mm -hmm. and I think McCaffrey gets 110. Okay. And we blow that beer bet of the week out of the water.
1: Okay, I hope we do. That means we really control this game. I think we're not going to actually have an offensive explosion this game. I view us having right around 100 yards rushing, but I feel really good about our defense against their offense and Cam throwing about 270.
0: Remember, this is a Thursday night game, and Thursday night games are weird.
1: Yeah, that's true. And Thursday night
0: games are often high-scoring.
1: Got to think, too. I think Gerald McCoy is going to go out there very angry against them, and I think he wants to eat the W on Jameis Winston.
0: I hope Gerald McCoy gets to play. <laughs> he played, like, 50% of the snaps in week it was, one.
1: It was lower. I think it was 40 No, it was 50 and KK only did 44%. Yeah. I read very that. Very
0: strange. Yeah,
1: and uh, Gerald came out and said some things to Ron publicly about it. Yeah,
0: he did really complain exactly but he said it was different than what he's used to and something he'll have to get used to but he hopes he doesn't have to and yeah he, he see low-key called out ron rivera for that well Gerald or
1: uh, kk rated one of the top defensive tackles mpff grade as well
0: here's the thing ron put your best players on the field yeah i mean we've got we paid Gerald mccoy 10 million dollars we're paying kk short like 13 million dollars Put them in there. Put them on the field. Let them earn their money.
1: Let the, I understand if they need a break to catch their breath and stuff. I respect. That's fine, that.
0: but you don't need sixty percent of the game off.
1: I forty. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Come on, Ron. Again, he was my loser of the week or a zero of the week with his uh, play calling, and that just certifies it more.
0: Yeah, and I kind of feel bad putting McCoy as one of my zeros of the week because he didn't really he didn't do a lot, but he wasn't in there a lot. No, he was only in there half the time so sorry gerald (laughs) i feel bad about that um let's do score predictions
1: um okay um score predictions i have panthers 27 bucks 23 i i even raised it to 23 originally i did 17 but i think i did 17 last week so i wanted to give a little bit more
0: so you've got the bucks beating the spread
1: I do. Wow. I did not see that.
0: Okay. Well, I've got the Panthers being the spread. Okay. Panthers 31 Bucks 20.
1: Okay. I can see that. I
0: think this is a little bit of a higher scoring game. I think we will jump out to a big lead and kind of coast the middle of the third quarter on. As, I hope as so. we tend to do when we get big leads.
1: Yeah. We'll play some prevent defense mm. ask Houston how that works sometimes. Yeah.
0: I can see the Bucks getting a garbage touchdown to make it closer game than it really needs to be
1: yeah i could see that now let's go into our bold predictions
0: i've got a i've got a bold prediction for you what we've talked about cam Mm
1: -hmm.
0: we've talked about wanting to see cam be cam yep one of the things that cam does well when he's being cam is throwing the ball down the field Mm -hmm. cam newton will complete two passes of more than 40 yards in this game
1: now question on your bold prediction Mm -hmm. does the ball have to go 40 yards or can it be like a 25 yard in route and then they take it another 15
0: cam newton will complete two passes of more than 40 yards in this game okay i'm not gonna get crazy with it because he only completed like a 17 yard pass in week one so if it's 25 yards in the air and they to, run with it, that's fine.
1: I just wanted to clear it. Now, When you
0: look at the stats, you will see those numbers.
1: Now here's my bold predictions. Spider Burns, our first round draft pick, will get on the sack stat sheet this week. Not with one, not with two, but two and a half.
0: Two and a half? Yeah. Wow.
1: I almost went three, but... That would have been bold. That's... Fine, three.
0: Woo! I baited him into it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he'll get. He'll rack up three sacks against Donovan Smith. I think they are horrible on tackle. I'm. If, it, if there's any Bucks fans listening, you probably already hate us. So <laughs> they, they did not make it this far into the
0: podcast. <laughs> most thi- most Panthers fans didn't make it this far into the podcast. <laughs> we could say whatever we wanted right now.
1: You know Yeah <laughs>
0: all right. Well, you know what? If both of our bold predictions come true, then this is going to be a winning game for the Panthers.
1: Yeah. Well, again, I want to thank everybody for listening. If you like us, please let all your friends know and let them download us so we can, you know, continue to make our show. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Podcast or email any questions or comments to MeowMakesMailbag at gmail.com.
0: Keep pounding. I <laughs> love